1: Welcome to the show 5th Street Soccer here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM Two Eleven Dan Patrick Sports. I'm Nick Eber along with Karthik Krishnaya. Unfortunately, it's an international break. I say unfortunately because I really don't give a rodent's rectum to be fair about qualifying for these tournaments. I mean, I yeah, I enjoy the World Cup. I enjoy the Euros. I enjoyed the Women's World Cup. I mean, I like that stuff. But the fact that we seem to have every four weeks a break in our league so that these international teams can meet and qualify is a real crimp on my league. How about you? How do you feel about that, Kartik?
2: Yeah, uh, (laughs) I'm with you 100%, 150%, uh, 200%. And these international breaks, it's almost as if football goes away completely. Um, I have my own commitments here in the local game in in, in the United States that um, keep me going, but it's like we lose football. These the the level of these internationals. It's not just that it's qualifying for tournaments that are, are, are off in the distance, the Euros um, and and the World Cup. It is that these tournaments. Um, oh, and the women's Euros, right? That qualifying is going on now too. Um, it is that uh the- These matches generally are not very good matches, most international matches. They're played uh, at at a slower pace and with uh, disjointed sides compared to the club game. I just can't stand it, honestly. I love the tournaments, but uh, not not
1: at the expense of club football. Well, look, I mean, uh, a tournament team is a tournament team. And yeah, tournaments are fun, and they're fun to watch. But you're not looking at the best football. The best football is the Champions League. And then you can follow it up with the Premier League and the La Liga and the Bundesliga and all the other European leagues. But look, let's pick this conversation up on the other side. And I'm going to ask this question. If the Philadelphia Flyers have just opened a rage room for their fans to express anger with baseball bats and televisions, and we're going to talk about this. Great idea, by the way. Kartik, let's get the, the top three Premier League teams that need to open a rage room. All right, we'll do that when we come back here on Fifth Street Soccer. Nick Ibram, Karthik, Krishna with you. Find us on Twitter at Fist Street Sports. Find us on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Fist Street Sports Talk. or give us a call in studio 800-878-7529. Pick hello to our men and women in uniform around the world on American Forces. We'll be right back.
3: Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right
0: That's 855-325-1780. It's almost Halloween. Goblins and their parents will soon be at your door. To make your house the best stop on the block, start at the Home Depot for a selection so good it's scary like animated skeletons, cackling witches, pirates, and more. You can see them now at a store near you. Or if you can't scare up the time, get free delivery on Halloween Decor. This year, Halloween lives at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Ballot on online eligible products only. Restrictions apply while supplies last U.S. only.
3: Hey, I'm Hall of Fame catcher Johnny Bench. I used to hit dingers and throw lasers when I was a Major League Baseball player. Now I do yard work, raise my boys, and get the occasional 18 holes in, but I still have to deal with that Hall of Fame pain. I use Blue Emu pain relief products. The Blue Emu Maximum Arthritis or Continuous Spray are easy to use. I just spray or rub it on. No stinging or burning. Blue Emu. It works fast and you won't stink. Available at nationwide retailers.
1: All right, welcome back for Street Soccer. Nick and Kartik, with you here on uh, the Sports Binance Broadcast Network and Sirius XM 211. So with well, the international break is upon us. A couple of really interesting stories. We're going to talk about this rage room here. Uh, I'd love to hear from you on Twitter. Uh, let's just put it out there before we get into the other discussions, Kartik. see if we can get some feedback on Twitter. Um, the Philadelphia Flyers have created a rage room for fans to – come into and express an outlet for their rage and anger with whatever's happening on the ice. Uh, they can take a baseball bat to televisions, to glasses, to mirrors, to furniture, to all sorts of stuff that's put in the rage room. I'm pretty sure they charge a pretty penny for this, by the way. Um, yeah, I'm pretty pretty sure they do. But, but I'm going to ask you this. I, which Premier League teams do you think would need a rage room? And we'd love to hear from you on Twitter – uh, find us at Fifth Street Sports, at Fifth Street Sports, which Premier League team needs a rage room? I can tell you, for, the, for baseball teams right now, uh, I imagine uh, Houston, Astros, Houston Astros fans are going to be looking for a, the nearest rage room that they can find. But in the Premier League, which teams should have a rage room? All right, Kartik, let's get to some other stories. First of all, some there are some actually big stories in the sort of news of football, not obviously football itself because we 're in this interminable international break, but the Champions League is going to be putting into place a new coefficient and new qualifying, and this is causing quite an uproar in order to be fair, what they 're going to do now is to make any of those countries who are having four teams qualify. Uh, four teams automatically qualify, which was new as of last year. They're now going to make that fourth team qualify again, Kartik. I think that's fair, actually, don't you?
2: Yeah, I thought that was the way it was. I thought it was – it's devalued, the value of finishing second or third in a league uh, that the fourth-place team gets in – without going through the qualifying round in, um, in, in England and Germany, Italy and uh, Spain, I believe, right? Those four leagues get all four straight in. Um, so I, I think it's only fair, honestly. And, uh, when you look at, at some of these fourth-place teams that are going directly into the group stage, Atalanta this year, which has been very poor, yes. uh, Spurs, <laughs> which have been right, very right, poor, absolutely, very uh, poor uh, Leverkusen, yes. who have been very poor, and Valencia, well, Valencia got the win against uh, Chelsea. So, But uh, those other three that were fourth-place teams last year, uh, you could see the case for it.
1: Oh, I th- absolutely see the case for it. Look, I would much rather see... Uh, them have to fight their way through qualifying, then opening up the champions League to even more teams of dubious heritage and ability right i mean you know because because that 's really the uh, i 'm sorry, I bore you by the way uh, th- that really is the uh, <laughs> don't. <laughs> that's Just worn down. That's the uh, you know that's the other side of it. So there is a lot of out- outrage about this, of course, because uh, the potential of a team to losing qualifying means they're going to lose about thirty or forty million pounds uh, in uh, yeah, in revenue. But you know, if if you don't qualify, you're not good enough to be in the Champions League. That's the point, right. isn't it? Right, Kartik. And and maybe well, some is- other countries should have a shot at getting their teams into the Champions League. We might see. Uh, more interesting, and we, we've seen it to be more interesting. In, in fairness, I mean, you know, maybe we'll get to another Monaco uh, going to the semi-finals, right? Or another Red Star Belgrade uh, winning, although they didn't win the Champions League, they won the, the European Cup. But but uh, look, I bring up Monaco by the way by name because there's a fabulous story in uh, BBC on BBC Sport about Monaco. Who, by the way, uh, the way they're going are going to be in uh, League D here. Very quickly. Yeah, yeah, they're going to get relegated. At this quite, quite the fall from grace. Yeah. Now, of course,
2: Monaco uh, had uh, eleven really good starters on that team that went to the semifinals of the Champions League and one Liga. Uh, they sold ten of them.
1: Firmino. So,
2: what? Uh, who, who who was on that team? Well, so Bernardo Silva, Mendy, Fabinho, Fabinho. Uh, that's what, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you could go on and on. I know I'm forgetting, uh, Mbappe, uh, there's, Mbappe, there ten, there
1: really Mbappe, Fabinho, Mendy, yeah. uh, Bernardo Silva, Thomas Lamar, uh, Lamar, yeah, Yeah, yeah. Uh, Timu Bakayoko yeah. was on there too. I mean, it, it is, uh, and, and then the players that have come through, uh, the Monaco system in, of, in and of itself is uh, 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 shocking I mean you would be, uh, you would be surprised at the big international massive superstar names that have come through the Monaco system. I mean part of this is monaco 's owner is uh, I, I guess had a lot of trouble back in russia he 's one of these oligarchs right, and so financially yeah. the the plug got pulled uh, but also the the tax Uh, The way the tax was, uh, tax situation was handled for the Principate was the biggest issue.
2: Yes. So two, two, two points here. One, uh, I have a friend who follows French football very closely. When Monaco sold Martial to um United, there's another Man one. United, Anthony said, Martial,
1: right? Yeah, name, He, he yeah. says
2: to me, "There is a guy who's going to replace Martial who's much better." I'm like, I laughed at him. I'm like, oh, "Come on, you know you always say that about young players." That guy's <laughs> name was Mbappe. So <laughs> they, they produced those types of players. The second thing is they had an advantage, right? Because we know the tax status of Monaco Liga uh, or uh, uh, French football put in place um a a regressive uh, situation where uh, Monaco could not take advantage of their a s Monaco could not take advantage of their tax status a- anymore to attract players and it also um, coincided with this Russian oligarch having financial problems and getting a divorce and his ex wife taking right, right. Uh, half his uh, assets so it, it was all the perfect storm to tear them down and Unfortunately, it leaves PSG unopposed in the league because for a few years there Monaco ran them close and then finally in that final year overtook them uh, but then thud this happens.
1: Yeah, uh, um, Anthony Martial, uh, Yannick Carrasco, uh, Levin Kuzawa, uh, Jeffrey Kondogbia, yep. and don't forget, uh, James Rodriguez and Radamel Falcao, all coming from oh, right. Monaco. I mean, you know, it yeah. is, it is really, uh, it is really a breed, has been a breeding ground for some truly world-class players yeah I mean
2: like we said, you watch the Premier League any weekend, and chances are there is a big game impacted by a former monaco player uh it's It's remarkable um and uh what ended up happening is uh leno Jardin got the most out of these guys, but they were all sold, and yeah um their goalkeeper too was uh let's the Croatian goalkeeper who got got them to the world Cup final um I'm not sure if he's there anymore, but they had just oodle just tons of talent. Um the French league in general has been good at developing talent lately, and we it see has, uh has, yeah. a, a lot of those guys uh pushing on uh to, to other leagues.
1: Yeah, it has. Anyway, interesting story. We got a bit sidetracked on that. Where were we going before that? Oh, we were talking about the Champions League spots and uh, how that's um you know, how there's a push to, to hold off on this breakaway league. And I'm just not sure, Kartik. I mean, I personally am in favour of the fourth place team having to qualify, as we as we discussed, rather than expanding the Champions League into, you know, essentially what the what the uh, uh, Euro qualifiers have been. I mean, if you look at Euro qualifiers right now, um, I'm going to just name a few here for people so that they can understand why we're so uninterested in this: uh, Latvia, Poland. North Macedonia against Slovenia, Kazakhstan, Cyprus, San Marino. I mean, this these are not exciting footballing nations. Now, look, I understand and I, and I get uh, that you can only play who's put in front of you and who's in your confederation. I mean, that's the problem. Quite frankly, the U.S. and Mexico uh, have in that in that CONCACAF is full of junk football countries that no one's really interested in watching, uh, but. You know why should we stop everything to watch a, a friendly between Cyprus and Kazakhstan? I mean, I just don't understand why that needs to stop the Premier League.
2: Uh, no, I, I I don't either. And I and again, I don't know why qualifying cannot be done in a in a situation in a time period where uh, you get all these qualifiers done in one or two breaks.
1: huh. So back to my idea. If every two years you're going to alternate the Euros and the World Cup, right? Just like you alternate most confederation. I'll tell you what, we've got to go to break. When we come back, I'm going to give my idea for how to solve this international break nonsense. Kartik's going to shoot me down, but we're still going to ask you about the big question we have out there. Which Premier League teams should institute a rage room like the Philadelphia Flyers have done so their fans can go in and vent their frustrations with baseball bats and televisions and bottles and all these other sorts of stuff. Love to hear from you. Find us on Twitter at Fifth Street Sports. We'll be right back.
0: It has been said that everyone has a book in them, but do you have the time or the ability to write your book? That's
1: 800 847 1183 Give up All right well I certainly feel like going down the pub with these international breaks coming upon us. A couple of interesting stories. Before uh, the break, we were talking about Euro qualifying. I was going to give my idea for fixing it. And uh, by the way, welcome back, Nikki Bakartic, Krishna, with you. Uh, did I mention that we are also on the American Forces Network? And we really enjoy that. We love to bring this show to our men and women in uniform around the world, listening on the American Forces Network. If you don't know this already... Uh, I am actually a veteran of the United States Army, so uh, I'm uh, I'm one of you, and uh, love doing this show for you. Kartik, what they should do because basically most of these tournaments are in two-year cycles, right? You got the Euros, right. then a break, then the World Cup, then a break, then the then the Euros, then a break, then the World Cup, right? What they should do in yeah. that off-, off year is they should just take the summer and do all the bloody qualifying there and then. Yeah. I mean, do a 3 week qualifying tournament. Sell the rights to Sky, to, you know, BT Sports, to uh Fox, to ESPN, uh, and start from scratch. Let the coaches have their teams for 3 weeks or 4 weeks over the summer. Let them train them, let them work them, let them build their systems, let them be full-time managers for that month. And at the end of it we have our qualifying done. Right, but then when would you have a summer break for the players? Well, no, you have to obviously, uh, you know, try to work it so they can also get two or three weeks.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then uh, I guess. Ho- ho- hold on, hold would...
1: on, ho- hold on one second. Actually, if you got rid of all these terrible international breaks during the season, you could probably compress a few weeks out of the season as well and well, give them that, And yeah, give yeah, them yeah. that as a break. Yeah.
2: And then the other thing that would have to happen is the couple of African nations. So we know the... um the uh, Copa America is already moving to the Euro years, starting next year. So that's done. Uh, so that's fine. But the, uh, the African Cup of Nations, the Asian Cup, and the Gold Cup need to move
1: into the even years. And well, then I think you can do this. Well, who cares about the Gold Cup? It's a stupid tournament, okay? African yeah, but, Cu- but, Ar- but in Af- order to get
2: everybody on the same calendar and, and you know, to, yeah, yeah, but that's to, like, to get this thing to work, they all have to be doing it at the same time. Yeah, so, but, that's, so but, that's a, but
1: that's a bullcrap tournament. Uh, you know, the African Cup of Nations, different matter. The Asian Cup different yeah. matter um right. I mean, the gold, the gold cup's a pathetic waste of time for those anybody. teams
2: those those tournaments actually rotate host countries you know it's a novel concept that we haven't discovered in Concacaf yet
1: yeah exactly nice idea isn't it <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> it's everything is about money here and yeah. so and we can get back to i mean we can talk about that much.
1: oh dear i think i lost Scartic, so he's gonna have to uh call us back but that's my idea is that we alternate a joke Oh, we, we lost you there for a minute, Kartik. I'm going to have you call back in on our system so that we can uh, get a better connection with you. Uh, if you don't know it, by the way, I'm in Las Vegas. Uh, Kartik is actually in Florida, and we bring this show to you through the miracle of modern uh, production systems to be able to come to you just like we're sitting next to each other. I'm actually looking at him while he does this, and he's looking at me, so uh, I, I feel bad for him for having to do that, but but he does. All right, he's back with us. Uh, all right, so that's what I would do. I mean, Kartik, uh, look, let's have a little fun with this, shall we? Because I've just pulled up the odds for the qualifying matches for tomorrow, and uh, some of these are actually quite interesting. So uh, Estonia are plus 600 to get a win over Belarus – Mm. Are you ready for this? Northern Ireland is plus one thousand. So if you bet a hundred dollars, you'll get a thousand back if they beat the Dutch, which is, let's face it, not likely to happen. And I think the odds. are... But it's possible. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's possible. It's possible. It's Northern enough.
2: Ireland. Don't 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 assume Northern Ireland is, is like Scotland. I mean, they're capable of beating well, people, and and they they ran Germany close in the last uh, set of matches. So. Uh, they've qualified for a tournament recently and yeah. almost qualified for the World Cup. So, yeah, I, I mean, the Dutch will win, but still.
1: Well, Scotland, uh, on the other hand, they're plus 475 over Russia, who's minus 170. Russia will crush them. Russia will crush them. I I, I do agree. Uh, Wales, plus 230 over Slovi- Slovakia. You know, you never know with Wales. Yeah, that's probably,
2: yeah, yeah pretty balanced that match.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hungary, plus 750 over Croatia. Well, you know, I can't see Hungary winning that. Uh, We're coming to my absolute favorite long shock bet. I've got two of them, okay? Uh, Well, first of all, Israel, um, plus 475 to beat Austria, which is unlikely to happen. Uh, But my absolute favorite bet I've seen in a long time, Kartik, and I've got to make sure i got all these zeros correct. San Marino, uh, plus 10,000 to beat Belgium. (laughs) A <laughs> hundred dollars will win you ten thousand. If you bet a thousand dollars. Does
2: Roberto Martinez roll out with his regular team against San Marino, or do you just roll out with whoever turns well, up? Well, I you don't know.
1: If I'm Roberto Martinez, I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to put a thousand dollars on San Marino, and I'm wor- and I'm rolling out with my under 12s Yeah. <laughs> Why yeah, not? Maybe. Yeah. All right. So, so some other, other funny games here. Um, Latvia plus thirty five hundred at home to beat Poland. The draw plus nine fifty. Uh, Poland, quite frankly, haven't looked that good, but I, I certainly can't see uh, can't see that happening. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I, Poland's usually good in qualifying, and then they, aren't, they we get excited about them entering a tournament, and they don't do it. But uh, I, Latvia, they'll beat them.
1: I'm hey, pretty sure. Hey, I actually have a, a really nice odd here. A, some really nice uh, value for you. Our friends, the Icelandic national team in Iceland, a draw against France would pay plus 320. I had the the pleasure, and I I literally mean the pleasure, of hosting the Icelandic national team here in Las Vegas two years ago. They played a friendly against the Mexican national team, and I got to spend the entire week with them and and be their guy here in Las Vegas. Uh, We had a great time and absolutely fabulous bunch of guys had a really they were more interested in golfing than anything else and they really had a passion for it And i finally said to the coach i said i forget his name now kartik you'll 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 know his name the coach of the icelandic team
2: lars lagerbeck
1: yeah thank you i said to the coach um you know you're in iceland I mean, I can't imagine, you know, why are you all such golf fanatic? He goes, well, Iceland, weather, not so good. One day a year we play golf, but we like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but they went and spent a lot of money at Top Golf and these other places. Had a great time. So my friends, the Icelandic team, plus 500, uh, the draw against France to play 320. I'd maybe make a little bet on both of those because you remember what they did to England, Karthik?
2: Yeah, and I, and I uh, had a conversation with a friend of mine the other day who said, how uh, how would you feel to be Aaron Johansson who switched from Iceland, where he had been raised and born and, and it was part of their system to the United States because the assumption was the United States were going to be the team that constantly qualified for tournaments and he never had a chance to play in a major tournament with Iceland. Well, guess what? Uh, someone was at the last World Cup and someone wasn't, um, and it wasn't who you think. Right? <laughs> it didn't work out quite that way, so... Um, Iceland, of course, have qualified for the last two major tournaments. They're in a bit of a hole with this one, but, yeah. um, I, you know, I, I, I think it's possible they get a draw. I, it's I, I would probably take that Then, Oh, I'd
1: take that all day long. It's plus 320. I mean, we love the French team. Don't get me wrong. They, at, at times, they can be absolutely glorious to watch, uh, but, you know, in Iceland, it is October. You never know. Uh, by the way, uh, the big news, though, and political news as well, is that uh, Lithuania are plus 3,000 in Kiev against Ukraine. Now, my understanding is this line is moving Apparently, the uh, there's someone some uh, some people in New York have been putting big bets on Lithuania. I understand that a phone call has been made from the White House to the president of Ukraine. So, you know, you may want to jump in on this bet before the line shifts too much.
2: You may want to get in on the action now because uh, Trump may make one of those 1230 phone calls. So you That's know, what I mean. Right. Exactly. Uh, time, a couple hours away uh, over to the Ukraine. Uh to tell them to throw the match, because he's got some big and he
1: will build a Trump hotel in yeah, Kiev. That's right. If Kiev. they, and, if they and, throw the match. And one in Vilnius, right? I mean, you'll yes, <laughs> do, do it for both, right? <laughs> both countries will, will, will reap the rewards. Uh, by the way, Vilnius, of course, is the capital of Lithuania and uh famous really because that's where the captain, the Russian captain from the Hunt from Red October, uh the Sean Connery character was from Vilnius. Captain Ramius. You remember that? Oh, yeah. Yes, Marco Ramius from Vilnius. But, no, Vilnius is the capital of, of uh, Lithuania, and uh, that is uh, that is the match. All right, so a little fun with some odds there. Um, speaking of odd and crazy things to do with football, uh, I know the transfer windows have closed, Kartik, but, you know, did you hear Petr Cech has now signed with a new club? Yeah, I heard he's uh, had a change of sport. Yeah, he's signed for the Guilford Phoenix. Uh that is a minor league hockey club uh guilford junior hockey ice hockey club uh he's a he 's in that of course where would you expect him to be and uh he says uh that uh he's a. Uh Hoping to bring his uh, experience as a football goalie to uh, this hockey team. Listen, I love Petr Cech. I mean, I always have. He, I thought he was a great, great goalkeeper. You know, when he had that big clash of heads collision, if you remember, and had the concussion, yep. and I believe he had a skull fracture, if I'm not mistaken, and that's why he wore yep. that uh, protect, yeah, protective headgear, he, he never really was quite the same goalkeeper after that.
2: No. Still a great keeper, but remember, he was pretty young, too. He was yeah. 25 or 26 when that happened and uh, never quite regained that form. Uh, he had some chakras at times for Chelsea and, and for the Czech Republic. Uh, this is interesting. So this is a team, uh, I assume, on the west side of London, Guildford. Where where are they? I don't know.
1: I'm going to find out. Oh, Guildford, yeah, that's right. That would be London. All right. got to go to break. When we come back, we'll uh, talk more about Petr Cech's new club. Uh, plus, uh, we'll get into some other stories, including a very disturbing story about Manchester United, if you're a United fan, that is. We'd love to bring those up. We'll be right back after this.
3: Hey, you're that famous actress. You must travel so much. What's the best site for hotel deals?
1: Um, Hilton.com. No, 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 One with crazy savings. Hilton.com. With their price match guarantee, if you find a better rate, they match it and take 25% off. No, one with lots of options. Hilton.com has 16 top hotel brands. Hampton, Hilton Garden Inn, Waldorf Astoria. Hilton.com.
3: You should totally do their commercials. Mm-mm.
1: Expect better. Expect
2: Hilton. You're good i know thank you
3: applicable terms and conditions at hilton.com the great thing about facts they're proven like the fact that crude oil contains impurities or that base oil made from natural gas is 99.5 percent free of impurities and the fact that Pennzoil oil is the first synthetic motor oil made from natural gas not crude oil it gives you unbeatable engine protection the proof is in the Pennzoil. oil based on Sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Get a $100 travel reward credit with a full synthetic oil change through October 31st, 2019. Terms apply. Visit pinsoil.com travel on. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about Elite Rehab Placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was
2: the one phone call.
0: Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912, 800-403-5912, 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. I'm pretty handy around the house, but now that I have kids, I don't want to spend my Saturday installing a toilet or fixing an air conditioner. But thankfully, there's HomeAdvisor. HomeAdvisor helps me find the best home pros in my area to handle any kind of project. You can read reviews of the pros, check their availability, and even book appointments online. And what my wife loves most is that HomeAdvisor is completely free to use.
3: Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app to get started. HomeAdvisor. Here comes the decision now. Let's listen
1: All right, welcome back for Street Soccer, Nick and with you. We've been asking uh, which Premier League club needs a rage room, and we do. Ray Roscoe uh, says he doesn't have a Premier League team, but he'd love to see that type of room at Millwall. Uh, they, uh, I think they probably need that as like some therapy. <laughs> Yeah, they just they just made a managerial sacking which I think
2: stunned a lot of people. Yeah, um, uh, I, I I mean, my choice is Everton, but um I'm sure uh, there's some differences of opinion on that one.
1: Well, we've talked about Marco Silva leading our sack race, probably leading the sack race. I mean, they are so lackluster and horrid right now. Uh you know, it's hard to imagine uh, that he's going to be there much longer, but look, um, let's get back to the story about Petr Cech. He's apparently now playing with the Guildford Phoenix. Uh, Guildford actually is in Surrey, Kartik, which is basically it's a suburb of London. But I mean, it's in the south yeah. southwest. You know, to go to London, go southwest into Surrey, and that's where Guildford is. Yeah, I have far. a
2: cousin in Surrey, so I've actually stayed it's there recently. South of Heathrow it's after.
1: south of Heathrow.
2: Yeah, actually, uh, they they fly in and out of Gatwick. My uh, my cousin, right, because it's right. much easier to get down to Crawley and, and fly out of Gatwick.
1: So uh, yeah, well, that's where Petacek is uh, has has ended up. Uh, interestingly enough, the uh, wish him well. We'll follow his follow his career. All right, um, look, as we look at the Premier League table, table you know there are. Uh, if if you had uh, let me put it this way, I'm, I'm struggling here to put this together, but if at the beginning of the season keep in mind, the season started, Liverpool's were champion of Europe, Liverpool was champion of Europe Man City champions of England, one point had separated them Tottenham Hotspur were the runners up uh, you had Arsenal, Chelsea, you know, Man United had struggled, but you know at times have uh, had shown some form if you had told me that eight games into the season, Liverpool would be unbeaten, Man City would have lost two matches and drawn one and be eight points behind Liverpool in second place, only one point above Arsenal, and the fourth and fifth spot would be held by Leicester City and Chelsea. If you told me Tottenham Hotspur would have been ninth and Man United would have been 12th, and then to add insult to injury, if you told me that Watford would be dead bottom of the table with no wins, I wouldn't have believed you, kartik No, I wouldn't have either. But I, I think, again, it's still
2: early. Uh, but Chelsea, to me, are the, are the big story uh, with a young team, a transfer band, a manager who uh, people claim should not have gotten the job. Uh, um,
1: and by the way, it, who, who is, by all objective reasoning, is proving people dead wrong, right? Dead wrong. Dead Absolutely
2: wrong. Absolutely dead wrong. Um, so so my, my point would be, um, to me, they're the biggest surprise because I thought if anyone was going to struggle, of the established top six, it was them. They uh, they lost 4-0 in the opening day to Man United. That match might as well have been 10 years ago, right. the way those two teams, the different directions they've gone since then. Chelsea, to me, are going to finish in the top four. Yep. And uh, love Mason Mount, love what Tammy Abraham's doing. Tammy, Tammy Abraham right now, uh, arguably the best striker in the Premier League. And then you look at uh, Tottenham. I thought they were dead on a lock to be in the top three. The question coming into the season was: Were Spurs going to push Liverpool and City at the top of the table? Instead, now the question is: Will Pochettino be around when the next
1: international break? We'll no be way, no way. I, I I don't see it. But but it's I want to talk. Yeah, I want to talk about a couple of things. First of all, you know why the surprise with Lampard? And, and I'm trying to be as reasonable about this. I don't have any particular hatred of Chase Chelsea. Um, did he did i mean he was at derby county and he got them to the yeah. playoffs they had a great season right. under frank lampard he proved his worth as a manager so yeah you know we thought that lampard was and again i i don't want to go all crazy and goo goo over frank lampard at chelsea like we did with oligon and solskjaer at man united for his first 13 games however many it was right because, I mean, it's all gone pear-shaped badly since then. But, but something tells me that, you know, we said that Lampard was a safe appointment because, number one, they have a transfer ban. So he's either going to do well with young players and give them a chance or he's going to fail miserably, in which case, you know, sacking him and bringing someone else in isn't really going to be a problem. And the fact that he's a fan favourite means the fans will give him a bit more leeway than they would have uh, another manager that would have come in. So it was the only move really Chelsea could have made, and it was the right move. And and uh, and I, I see you kind of moving like you want to tell me that uh, go to my point about o- OGS. But I do agree with yeah. you, by the way. Fra- Frank Lampard is uh, has a different set of talent at his disposal. And also a different approach to managing, and, and I think a lot less pressure, it, quite frankly.
2: Completely different approach to managing, less pressure, and I will. Uh, I I'll, let's um, let's make a prediction here. If he goes the way of OGS, I'll. I don't know. I'll quit the show. I'll quit talking about football. I. I, I I'm that confident Frank Lampard is going to get is going to get this job done to the too. best of his ability, and they're going to finish. Um, certainly in the top six, maybe in the top four, in spite of having a transfer ban, in spite of having to roll out guys that uh, were in the championship last year on loan, Tamori, Mount, and Abraham, and start all three of those guys regularly. And uh, as I said, Tammy Abraham, it's no fluke. He does everything right. It's not just the goals he's scoring. It's everything else he's doing off the ball. Uh, to get into position, running the channels, uh, the diagonal runs he makes, uh, and, and then Mason Mount is just brilliant. Also, so I, I love this Chelsea team, and also have to mention uh, when you talk about this Chelsea team, the um, the absolute quality uh, in that uh, that. On the on the wing that Pedro and and uh, Willian bring you because you do have two veteran winners in that team still. So losing Hazard wasn't the end of the world. No, it really um, wasn't. It we really wasn't. It might yeah. be.
1: Yeah, right, w- right. That's yeah, so exactly I, I, right. I love this Chelsea team. Uh, and I love what Lampard's doing. Oh, I I do too. But I mean, uh, the, the other the other person I, I really have to admire enormously, and uh, you know, and I mentioned this in my tweet, you know. New teeth, new wife, new club, Brendan Rodgers. I mean, you know, he yeah. he's doing such a terrific job at Leicester City with a very young team uh, to get them into fourth place. And not just sliding into fourth place, by the way. I mean, they've really, really, really looked solid on the season. They've had two losses. Uh, one was to United. That was a 1-0 loss at Old Trafford. Okay. It wasn't a great game by, by any stretch of the, and if I remember correctly, Leicester City had the vast run of play on, in that match, if I remember correctly. Uh, or am I thinking yeah, about, they did. yeah, they did. And, uh, of course, losing 2-1 to Liverpool, uh, in what many people thought was a very weak last minute penalty. I didn't, by the way. I thought it was a, a fair penalty. It was a stupid, it was a stupid, um, a challenge to make in the box. But, um, you know, yeah, that's, that's the brains. way. Yeah, yeah, but that's the way it goes. I mean, you know, it's by a razor's edge. They could well have of you know, there's four drop points there. They could easily have had two more of those points. They could very well be on 16 points tied with City right now. Do not count Leicester City out. And by the way, our friend, friend of the show, John Barr from Finley Toyota here. um, Before the season, he actually put money on Leicester City finishing in the top four. Seems like John knew something maybe we didn't.
2: Yeah, I, I had said at the end of the last season I thought they'd finish in the top four, and actually I knocked Chelsea out because of the transfer man. Um and uh, uh, was pretty confident in that. Then they sold Harry Maguire, right? And I backed off and said, "Oh no, yeah, <laughs> that's that." Right. That's that.
1: But right. he's been crap. That, that.
2: He's been crap. Well, it turns out he's playing like crap with United. And Johnny yeah. Evans, who United never should have let go of a couple <laughs> of years ago, yeah, yeah. Uh, is was clearly the better of those two center backs in yeah, that yeah. center back partnership. Agreed. And, and he's just been playing one blinder after another, including this match against Liverpool. It wasn't his fault they lost. Agreed. Um, Agree. So, in fact, in fact, Johnny Evans is the guy that, that Manchester United should have tried to buy back.
1: Yeah. Uh, I've not been impressed with Maguire since he went to United. And speaking of uh, interesting matches coming when we get back from the international break, um, a battle of crap versus crap. Two of those teams that we said, you know, if I told you Watford would be at the bottom of the table and Tottenham Hotspur would be ninth place, you I wouldn't have believed you. Well, they're playing each other. That's the match when we get back uh, at uh, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium uh, on the 19th of October. Oh, uh, that's going to be an interesting game, you know, because uh, Watford are overdue to get some points, Karthik.
2: Yeah, I was just what I was thinking I was saying. Okay, well, that we don't want for or overdue a win somewhere. It seems to be setting up perfectly for that. Now, if that happens and Kiki Sanchez Flores uh, wins that match, which I, I, you know, obviously next Friday we'll make our picks, but right now I would say I would be leaning toward that. Um, what happens to Pochettino after that? Uh, he's, got to 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 go. yeah. he, he's got to go first. Yeah, he's got go. Yeah, I agree.
1: He's, he's got to go. I mean, you know, I, I think he's got to go for a couple of reasons. Um, number one, I think, I, I think he's lost control of the locker room. Uh, and I think, you know, listen, I I don't know if there's any validity to the story about Eriksson and Vertonghen. Uh, But something is going on there, and whatever is going on in the locker room is beyond the control of of the manager, number one. Uh, The longer he stays in a position where he is trying to fly an unflyable plane, uh, the more his piloting skills are going to be questioned uh, by other clubs who may want to hire him. And so, you know, yeah. I, I, I think for his own self-preservation, he's going to need to bail and bail quickly because, I, I, you know, look, Daniel Neve not going to pay big wages. He might buy a player, but, he, but, but players don't want to come there because he's not paying them enough. Uh, I, that yeah. team is needs a roto-rooting, and, and I, don't think, uh, I don't think he wants to be there for it.
2: No, and the and Bayern were one of the teams that uh, reportedly were looking at Pochettino closely, and then he he conceded seven goals to them. Now, was he a wor- better man, worse manager after that 7-2 than he was the day before? No, but you're right. He, he, he He's in a shop window himself, Pochettino, to the big clubs, to the Bayerns, to the Man Uniteds, to the Real Madrids. And uh, every subsequent week, every subsequent bad result makes it a little less likely he gets one of those jobs. So – he should just walk away and perhaps he will before the the international break ends maybe he won't be in charge when that Watford game rolls around I I I wouldn't be shocked by anything at this point I would not be stunned if he walked away uh this time next week and just said hey I've had a think during the international break I'm out of here
1: I think it's likely uh by the way another big story um ESPN reporting and this is Uh, perhaps indicative of some of the massive problems that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is dealing with at Man United. Uh, It's being reported by ESPN that one senior player arranged a meal for the squad in the city centre restaurant last month, but only five players chose to attend, including two of the youngest players on the squad. That is so indicative of the problems at United. Uh, They need Paul Pogba on the field, but I'm just really think they need somebody to stand up in the locker room, not OGS, and take on a leadership role and take and and take the mantle uh, of this team as their responsibility.
2: When Pogba doesn't play, they they, they're hopeless, right? They're they're uh, mid table at best, probably more relegation contender. So, uh, he's got to be the guy to show the leadership. Maybe he was that senior player and they didn't show up, so he doesn't command the respect of the dressing room maybe he deserves, in which case uh, the manager doesn't command that respect. He, I, I don't know. I think we're, we're, we're at a loss now for United. I think what will happen is Pogba will be sold. We know if Zidane is still at Real Madrid, that's a guy he covets. And, um... United will spend that money poorly, the money they get from Real Madrid, and they will um, their stock price will eventually be impacted and then they'll make changes.
1: Alright, we're gonna get a break when we come back. We'll wrap it up here on Fist Street Soccer. Don't go anywhere. all right by the way i've had a number of people reach out to me and ask me what that particular song is that's actually no more heroes from the stranglers uh, which i believe was off their album ratus norvegicus i may be wrong it may have been the album may have been No More Heroes. But anyway, great song from like 1978-ish, 77. Uh, uh, great stuff from The Stranglers. All right. Uh, Kartik, we're talking about Man United. Uh, we've touched on this story, a rather sad story, about the uh, uh, dinner planned by a senior. Se- the key is that it's a senior squad member that's planned this dinner, and no one showed up. And and that should tell you everything you need to know about United, Kartik, and and I just wonder, who's going to be the scapegoat here? Is it going to be OGS? Is he going to, is he going to go? That will be a big mistake, by the way.
2: Yeah, they're not going to get another uh, high-end manager. I think they're, they're stuck with OGS. They're going to have to ride this out, especially because he was such a popular player, and they're about to lose the supporters for good. So I, I think they put themselves in a box by naming such a popular player as manager. We saw this with Chelsea with Roberto Di Matteo. They they when they sacked him, they paid a price. Um and that would same thing would happen here.
1: Well, yeah, I mean and we touched on that in regards to uh in regards to Chelsea exactly. Uh but of course Frank Lampard has had a lot more talent at his disposal uh than um OGS has. The problem's not Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. I mean he may not be the best manager. We just don't know. Uh, but he's not yeah. had a team Worth its, worth its salt to put out on the on, on the pitch. All right, uh, that's just about going to wrap up the show for us uh, today. We're back with you each and every weeknight from 9 p.m. Eastern time, right here on the Sports Byline Network and Sirius XM 211. Dan Patrick, Sports, Nick Eber, and Kartik Krishnaya. Again, Twitter is at Fist Street Sports. Uh, we'll be back on the air tomorrow. More talk, more interminable international break. But don't worry, folks. It will end soon enough, and our beloved leagues will return. Until then, have a great night. We'll speak to you tomorrow. Cheers. Hi,
3: this is Ron Barr. If you like insightful, interesting sports talk and interviews with the biggest names in sports, then join us for Sports Byline USA, coming up next on the Worldwide Sports Byline USA Network.